Good people of Los Angeles, welcome back to another episode of the FCFC pod. Bro, bro, bro. Tonight on the podcast, we've got Kelvin, Walter, and we've got the grand return. You already know we got Monty back in the backyard. You know what that means. We got six gentlemen sitting around a table talking about drums, talking about instruments, representation, Asian American history, food, delicious Fayanesian food, perhaps. There's a little treat for you towards the end of the recommendation section. We're so happy to be back in person. We got a new recording set up. We may have hit the table too many times. We may have done all sorts of different things, not usually on the warnings. And I'm just over here trying to punch the buttons. Who knows if they worked? Who knows if they worked? Now we'll ever use the setup again because this thing is just glowing, begging to be punched. If you've ever not, if you've ever seen just glowing buttons that you just want to slam, this <laughs> thing is full of them. Slam hit him with the warning. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the backyard. We got dogs running around, cars driving by, helicopters flying. Same profanity, so if you're around children or at work where you shouldn't be listening to profanity, this is probably a good time to stop listening. Stop Asian hate before I stab all you fucking worthless, cowardly motherfuckers. Bye! Feeling mad ethnic right now, let's go! Yeah! Woo! Yeah, that's shit, guys. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, Thank you. FCFC. CFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean thicky. Slim. To my left is the bearded one, the Dweez. Listen to my other podcast on my <laughs> We got a soundboard, y'all. Dweez is excited. But we can't hear the soundboard because he's going through his headphones. Yeah. So it's, it's awkward. We're going to have random pauses. He's the thing <laughs> is, I can't multitask, so I can't talk and use the soundboard at the same time, or can I? <laughs> Alright, well, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> to my right is the sexy one, the Spice, the Josh. This is Josh. This is my other podcast, Spice. This is my other podcast, Check out right? Avatar yeah. Pod, where we talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender, baby. <laughs> and we have three very special guests this evening. As my dog runs around in circles, we got our very first guest. This is legendary, guys. We got a new setup. He's going to be the first one to speak on that as well. We got Monty Stevenson in the backyard this evening. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Dude, he's a again. I'm doing air horns. I'm doing air horns. <laughs> and we have the leader of our drums, Mr. Walter Nishinaka, in the backyard this evening. Percussion. Yeah. <laughs> and... A gentleman that likes to capture us in our greatest and worst moments, <laughs> Mr. Kelvin Des Defestana Utaya. Defestania Utaya. Is that right? Yay! 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 
Shout out to all my Thai homies out there. Y'all got some wild last names. Who was that girl you were crushing on? That just <laughs> oh, hey, Lorena Rapunajentra. I know you're listening to the pod. Uh, it's been 20 years since I've seen you, but hi. Toys. <laughs> What's up? I mean, some of these guys have actually... I know only one of them have been back here before, so we do have the, the normal question to go. Um, guide us, Dweez. We, on this podcast, usually ask questions related to your earliest football memory. Wait, hold on. Before that, we've had one of these guests, and they're like, we have the man who was on the very first podcast. That's what I said on the intro. If you were paying attention to me instead of the fucking soundboard, you fucker. Can I admit something? Uh I was paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm taking my headphones off, because guess what? It's working. We're recording. It's really happening. And, um... Yeah, so, <laughs> now that I've made a complete fool of myself in my own house, uh, what else is new? Kelvin, let's start with you, brother. Oldest football memory, hit us with the, hit us with the knowledge. Oldest football memory, uh, like any kid who grew up in the Valley, the San Fernando Valley, uh, AYSO. Hey. AYSO, man. YSO. Threw me in there. <laughs> I, was a, I was a chubby kid back then. My mom was like, hey, we're going to put you in soccer. <laughs> Ran my ass off for about a good two seasons. Got super skinny in like, yeah, just in that time. And uh, I have had an interest in soccer since then, but not until 2015 era uh, of LAFC. So yeah, that's my earliest. My parents probably put me in soccer for the same reason. Did not get the same result. <laughs> Stayed fluffy, and they gave up. So, shout out mom and dad for giving up on me. But Kelvin, you just kind of hopped over. You time you 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 time warped the gap right there. So you said you were interested in soccer, but you didn't really, I guess, uh, put a foothold in it until 2015. What what was happening in the in the middle? Did you ever support a Premier League team? Did you support any of their local stuff? I did not really support any team. I think I was just interested in playing. Didn't really follow too much. Um, I played, you know, from AYSO. Uh, to a couple of like high school seasons I did and then around when I started working in a corporate environment they had these culture team building you know sessions right and uh, that got my ass in gear and uh, I was definitely out of shape then as well but a couple more seasons of that and then started doing a a Pasadena league Mm -hmm. as I got older um, I met a group through Reddit I met a group through Reddit 10 years ago when Reddit wasn't was. just full of shitheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it used to be full of shitheads, yeah, but yeah, now it's just, it's just... a nightmare. Yeah. Anyways. It was more organized shitheadiness yeah. back more, then. People like, more the front page, the, the, the front page at the time had maybe a thousand, like, upvotes, right? Mm. Uh, that was, like, the big thing. Now it's crazy. But anyways, sorry. I need yeah. to get off the <laughs> subject there. But, um, yeah, I started play- playing in the Pasadena League, um, and that led up to about 2015 or so. Okay, so mostly uh, your passion was more in the playing side of it than right. watching it. Right, It's the exact opposite of us. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Walter? Gosh, you're going to have to go really far back to about April 29th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm a square. Um, I... I was never into the sport. Uh-huh. Uh, growing up, I watched it on TV when I could. Kickboards, not balls. I would, I would get tired of watching <laughs> it on TV. Like it was like such a, 
to me at the time, it was such a boring sport. Mm. It's like, God, you're just going back and forth, running on a huge field. Mm -hmm. um, and I would get tired watching it. And then uh, in 2015, when I was working, um, you know how your iPhone or your phones now, they like listen to what you're saying? Sure. So I just happened to be talking to somebody about this new team in LA. Um, and I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, I never, uh, I never got into the sport, but if I'm gonna do it, I'll jump on with a new team so then I grow with the mm. team. And then literally that night when I got back from work, I was on Facebook and an ad came up saying, put your deposit down for the newest MLS team in, in LA. And I was like, that's weird. So I called LAFC the next day and I was like, hi, I'd like to put a deposit down. And I accidentally put two deposits down, so I have two tickets for Sick. no reason. Um, but I'm cool now. But yeah, that was my that was my first uh, football experience was the opening game here at the Bank of California State. Wait, so I still okay. So, but you didn't. What? What? Why? Why make the call? Why get the tickets? Like, what was it? About? Oh, like I said, so I'm a I'm an LA sports person. So I love, that was enough. That was I love enough. LA yeah, sports. Yeah. So I said, you know what? This is a new team in LA. Uh, let's do it. And uh, like I said, I don't know anything about the sport. So let's just. Uh, Let's just go with it, you know? So I was like, let's, I'll just go balls in. And here I am today. Yeah, man. <laughs> so if it would have been like a, I don't know, a Gaelic football or a hurling or whatever, but it was in LA, you would still be like, oh, yeah, I'll give him a call. Yeah, of course. So amazing. So any, any sport. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love, I love my city. So I love the sports that represent my city. You know? That's why. And... <clears throat> It, it, we should say that all three of y'all are in Expos, Expo Originals, and yes. Monty just talked about remembering Walter say that to you for the yeah. first time. How did y'all get jumped in into <laughs> Expos, <laughs> and how did, how did you guys make that choice? Because I think it's one, it's it's actually the craziest fucking decision to pick up pick up pick up the phone, call your ticket rep, and be like, I want a ticket. Right. The second crazier decision is. What SG am I going to join? Exactly. And Expos were there from the very beginning. So how, how did y'all make the choice to, to join Expos? Uh, I'll start. Um, once upon a time at the Gensler facility, I uh, was listening to uh, Tom Penn. Yeah. He was, he was just uh, letting us know what it's going to look like and if we had any questions. And out comes a fresh-faced Fernando. <laughs> When he was 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guest of the pod. He had, dude, he had to be at least 16, 17 years yeah. old, probably. Yeah. Are you serious? He was yeah, pretty he was young. young. He was at least 17. What? Maybe 18. I know he doesn't like to hear that, but yeah, he was young. Bro. Fern, if I'm wrong, young. I apologize. I'm sorry, baby. man. baby. <laughs> He's going to hate that bro. so much. <laughs> no, but Get you know. Get the soundboard, baby. <laughs> you know what's funny is. <laughs> I always felt that that was actually the coolest shit of all right. time. That yeah. he was that young. That young and I tried to, to tell like him that, like, but he like was never having it. I have a feeling in like three or four years he'll be. I he'll, mean, he'll I'm get sure. It. He'll be oh, like, oh, because yeah. I was like, all I could think about was like. What you were doing when you were 16, 17? Yeah, like, but when you told him that, he was probably going through puberty in, in his rebellious stage. Uh, maybe, maybe. Bert, I love you. I'm sorry. He's going to be so mad. No, no, I mean, you bring up a good point because uh, I'm not an outgoing person. Like, I was invited to this thing. I'm like, I'm going to go in, see what's all about, go home. And Fernando is this, this young kid who wanted to. 
talked to people older than he was, wanted to really, really start something. And uh, I was a little inspired by that, so I'm like, I'll give this guy a chance, because like, yeah. no one else is coming up to me. Mm-hmm. The only other SG I even saw there that was established at the time was uh, Black Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what's weird is that the people I saw then are not in it now, I guess. I don't know, I just haven't, I haven't seen it anyways. Um, but no, uh, we, we then had like a meeting after this, this meeting uh, in front of the uh, Los Angeles Library. Uh, and uh, we had a few people at the table who are currently leaders of other SGs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was like my first introduction of like, hey, there's gonna be supporters in this. And right. this is my introduction to football culture, mm. MLS football culture at least. So that was my first introduction to it. So um, I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll hang. Let's do this. So Ed Gensler is, is, is Fern fresh off his Sweet 16. Is he, is he just like um, kissing babies, shaking hands? <laughs> like, what, what, is he actively on the recruiting trail? Because I was also there, but I, I too felt kind of, um, it was like high school all over again, right? Where yeah. I was like, I didn't really know where I fit in. I think I came with a couple of the guys here, so like stuck really close by to them. I'm well, I think they're time. talking about the first Gensler meeting. We were at the second one. The second one. Yeah. So even at the second one, it was like an awkward, like fucking, yeah. like, yeah. what what table am I gonna sit at during uh, like, lunch? Yeah, with the cool kids or with the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now all the, all the kids who are, not, are not gonna actually stick around with you, right? So, what's um, what, was was for an active being like, hey, I got this SG Expo Originals. I need you to join Kelvin. You know, the, you know, the name wasn't even there yet. Oh, was, yeah. This was before a name. Yeah. And uh, this is and, back when you guys were still LAFC Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, yeah support group. <laughs> yeah, we just LAFC supported. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was a long process of even getting that name. But before there was even a name, there was Fernando just trying to get people together, trying to get this SG together. Yeah. And I really admired that. I really did. Because I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about that kind of stuff. So, All shit talking inside, I think it's fucking rad. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It totally is. Yeah. It is. But I'm still going to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's like, like Kelvin said, it was a credit to him. Like, I think I said it in the first episode. Like, um, I went to Q's. And they were like, oh, that's the dude that runs the LAC support group page. I was like, oh, okay, you know. Because I had heard, <laughs> off the record, I heard things about the other two groups. I'm like, I don't want any of that drama. You know? Right, right. I'll just start fresh, just like just like Calvin, man. Yeah. yeah. I remember that Q's thing. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. I remember that's when Dweezy was there. <laughs> I remember seeing Dweezy. Yeah, Q's, Q's, Q's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, at, I was at Q's. I remember seeing Fern. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. like a first time for some of the people. And I had been to... Something before that. What did I? What did I go to? I went to the stadium announcement. Hmm. Um, like when they announced that they're going to be building the stadium there, and that was the fir- the very first LFC thing. The second one was um, the cues. Cues. Yeah. Fern wasn't even supposed to be in that bar. I know. Yeah. See, that's, and I think yeah. that's dope. That's all I'm saying, Fern. If you're listening, yeah. Don't let the haters go hate. But you were young. You're doing some wild <laughs> shit. I love that, Walter. So like you. I mean, okay. You love LA sports. You've been to a different bunch of different sports, but like. Did you have a semblance of an idea that like football support existed in this way? Like did you had, you knew nothing. So how yeah, how does that man uh, find himself now joining a group and all that? My ticket rep, when I called him, he goes, Are you where do you want to sit? And I said, I wanna sit where it's gonna be the most fun. Wow. So he said Was that Casey? No, it was Sebastian. Sebastian Shout out Sebi who just got yeah. his uh Dodgers championship ring. That what? shit takes up half of his finger. <laughs> I want him to go punch someone in the face, but shout out Sebi, you're a great rep, and you're still repping LA, so, and, oh, and he has a baby, so shout out to you, hey, a lot, a lot nice. of great changes. Yeah, 
so uh, Sebastian, um, he asked me like, okay, well, this is this section, and he called it the 90-minute mayhem section. That's, that's, what he, that's what he that's called it. That's not bad. And so I was like, that sounds fun. So I'll get two tickets there. Or I'll get one ticket there. Yeah. And then I accidentally put a second deposit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes, okay, so I'm going to send you this link. And it has a list of all the supporter groups that, uh, that LAFC has at the moment. And so the Expos were already a name at that time. So, um, you know, there was Lucky's, which... Um, in the description, it was like, oh, we were in Pasadena. And I was like, I'm in Highland Park. That sounds really convenient. Um, and I was like, okay, so I was like, okay, let's keep going down the list. And then Expo Originals came up, and I said, that's a really cool name. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really, that's a badass name. Yeah. And so I was like, I think I'm going to go with that one. So I hit up Fern. He was the contact person. And... Um, he goes, oh, yeah, so, you know, we, we do all these really cool things. You know, the, the team's not here, obviously, but we do things together as a group. Come and meet us, this and that. So, actually, the first thing I did, and I couldn't make it, but I donated to it, was Ezra's Heart Walk. Mm. Hey. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, this is dope. Like, I didn't know Monty. I didn't know his family or anything. I just knew that, hey, there's, there's, uh, they support this cause. And I was like, that's that's super dope. Mm. And so I told Fern, I was like, hey, man, I can't make it, but I'd like to donate to it. Mm. And um, I wasn't looking for anything in return. Um, but then I got an email, and it was from Fern, and he was like, uh, because you donated, um, I'm giving you two tickets to the Kings game, and come and meet some Expos that are also going to the Kings game. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, right? So um, that's where I actually met Fern, I think. like I physically met Fern for the first time. Um, and I also met uh, a couple of others like Scott. Where the hell was 60, 17 year old Fern getting yeah, fucking yeah, free Kings yeah. tickets it's, it's from? It's a trip, that's, right? That's, he's he's a resourceful little fucker. Yeah. So um, that was my first experience with the Expos, um, or my first like first meeting of any Expos. And then mm. after that, it was like Lot Six, and then um, we had like this rally thing at like uh, Leo's house. It was like just random things like that, and then. We just grew from there, and mm -hmm. then now we're sitting in your backyard talking about it. So. I mean, it's such a trip because we were, you know, pretty much the latest to the party, right? And from our standpoint, like, everyone seemed established, and everyone was kind of homies and stuff. So we forget that, like, right around the same time we were having all of our awkward moments and shit, everyone was having those, like getting to know each other and figuring, you know, Bonding feeling moments. things out and Filling shit. That, yeah. And it's, like, refreshing to hear it because, like, you know, three years in, four years in now, where we kind of forget about, like, those simple, like, times <laughs> that, that, you know, that made Jesus you... Christ. That made you, like, either fall in love with it or, like, yeah. you know... Never call us back? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, but, but Josh, Josh, um, he put it in the perfect way. It was, like, high school or mm -hmm. junior high school. Um, First day of school. If, no, it felt like those dances, those really awkward dances where everybody's against the wall. Yeah. Mm. And like the, <laughs> like the cool kids are dancing. Yeah. yeah. And you're just kind of sitting there like, all right, I'm gonna go stand with that guy, and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna run through, you know, like we're just gonna do that kind of stuff, you know. And um, so, I think, Fern was the first one I met, and then I met um, Chris, and then Leo, and then Monty. Monty, I met him at the Lot Six things. But. Mm. Yeah. As we're talking about awkward moments, can I share an awkward moment with, that Sam had? Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course. You have to. Yeah. 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 Share your yeah. awkward moment. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, we're all good on that. Um, 
Walter, you you inspired this in my in my memory banks, but because about when you said I want to yes, Sebastian, I want to sit in the ninety minutes of man section. <laughs> Sam Slim Co. actually did not choose to sit <laughs> his season tickets in the supporter section of the three two five two. He, as everyone knows, does not like to jump for LA Football Club, and this was way ahead of his time when he said, "You know what? I'm not really about standing the entire game." <laughs> All right, no, no, all right. <laughs> Going back, that that wasn't my call. I asked Ben Chi where I should sit, and where as Sebi told and you, and who knows you better than Ben? No, 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 no. <laughs> and Sebi, who's like smart, he's like the most fun section is going to be the ninety minute mayhem section. Ben, yeah, actually, Ben probably did think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I did want to. It's just you know like what? I just happen to have to pee every time Jump for LA Football Club comes on. <laughs> Well, Still, I, don't, I don't know why my bladder does that. It's weird. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Sam did stick around for game one. Yeah, all, all of them, all of them. But I'm I'm staring at three expo leaders here, and also I'm staring at if if I'm for if I'm for and I'm 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 looking at y'all as recruits and um, as my very private, significant wet dreams of of what I want from supporters. Because one, I see a capo to my to my furthest left of me, a drum major in the center. And a media guy on the right-hand side, you know. So for for you guys, when did you reveal to the expos that I have gifts and I have talents <laughs> that I want to contribute to the supporter group and to cult to to supporter culture in general? Want me to get all right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so as he fiddles with his camera, yeah. In his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, so. I guess I'll start off with this day because this is the day that I uh, had sort of like a, an expo crew before we were called expo. Oh no, we were called expos at the time. Yeah. But this was the stadium. Um, uh, this is when they were tearing down the uh, uh, the what was it called? Sports LA Sports Center. Arena. Sports Arena. Yeah, they were tearing we're together it down. as one used to be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is um, that a club? Is that a club? Uh, the New Year's Eve rave. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what was the what was the Monster Massive? I, I you can't know. Call. Let me intervene real quick. Uh, I can't wait till we do the full episode on Slim's EDM days. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just see Slim in the corner with a bunch of candy on his arm, just like flirting. <laughs> 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 when you have to film, and then he has to come dressed up as if he was going. Oh, to no, <laughs> I just you know just out there giving club light show, guys. You know, nice. giving light show. And hey, that's a full FCFC Patreon experience. Is you get to go to a rave with Slim. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll make sure I have my bandana up the whole time because my face be looking wild when I'm fizzing. Yeah, finger lights. So, uh, my buddy was one of the first people that, like, went viral for, like, the finger light shows on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. So, like, literally, no, it was dope, because we would go there with, like, maybe 10, 15 people, but by the end of it, like, we're rolling 50, 60 deep because of this one guy who was, like, really good with his finger blasting. Was that? <laughs> we're rolling Did that come 50 from? to 60 deep. This guy's finger blasting. Hey, man, he would blast the shit out of you with his fingers. <laughs> what a long time. I miss you, buddy. If you look at through the timeline of cultural history, there's, like, Sam has friends within every little, like, pact of it. Like, that went, that, like, got to, like, my college. Did it come from somewhere else, or was it, like, that he was just like, I'm just going to fucking buy these gloves on Amazon and then go go hard? And I have no idea, because I, like, kind of got close with that crew after he blew up already. Okay, okay. But, yeah, like... Basically, well, David was part of that crew. David was the one that filmed everything. So uh, our boy David, who's in TSG, he was the... Future guest of the pod. Yeah, he filmed everything. 
Um, and then Frankie would, you know, he got all the free tickets and free lights. And by like 1 a.m. is when Frankie gets tired. So he like throws me his gloves and he's like, I'm done. And then I go out and give light shows. <laughs> a public service. Wow. Yeah. A public service. Today. Just handing out gum and giving light shows. You know what I mean? Now that, now that I've sent us on this light show tangent, I want to bring us back. Yeah. Reel it in. Reel it in. Walter, when did you like reveal your drum skills um, to the to the populace of Expo so Original? It was two weeks before the opening game. And... Uh, Jose, or Soul Drum, who was also an expo, he mm. was the drum director at the time. Um, I told him, I was like, hey man, you know, I play drums. I've been playing drums all my life. Uh, if you guys need help, I don't know what to do, but you guys show me what to do and I'll, I'll do it. Um, he goes, okay, do you have a drum? I said, no, but I'm sure I can find one. And so, um, I don't know, like all the drummers know this, but I never buy new stuff. I'll go through trash cans and find drums and I'll fix them. Mm. So I, I had a friend who was throwing away a bunch of drums and he I, he called me. He's like, hey, I'm getting rid of like six drums. You can come and pick them up whenever you want or I'm just going to put them in the dumpster. So I drove over to Gardena and I picked them up and then that was my first drum. Um, and then I gave the other five to the drummers. Dude, to, I didn't as know a that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Um, so I told Jose, I was like, I drum. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to... I'm going to hook you up with this guy, Tony, who was the other drum director. Mm. And he's the bass player. So he's like, he's going to teach you everything you need to know, and then you'll be ready by the first game. So I went to Tony's house, which is actually down the street from the bank as well. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met, you know, like Alan and uh, a couple other drummers. And then they showed me what to do. And then I was like, okay, well, this was one practice. So if you guys don't want me to play on the first game, I totally get it. And they're like, why wouldn't we want you to play? Everybody should play. So I was like, hell yeah, then I'll be there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's how it started. And then from there, um, yeah, it was just like drumming for the expos and then drumming whenever I can. Walter, but we should say for our listeners, you are uh, you you still do shows for traditional Japanese drumming, right? Yeah. So and that's how, how long has that been a part of your life? Uh, I started when I was four. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna be thirty this year. Hell yeah! So I've been doing that pretty much my whole life. Um, it's way different than drumming for the thirty-two fifty-two. But um, I also did, you know, like marching band. I did drumline in high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So and then I played drum set as well. So it's so kind of like band camp. <laughs> <laughs> band camp isn't what it actually is. At least not for LA Unified. Mm -hmm. LA Unified Band Camp is you sit in the band room for a week during the summer. Yeah, you gotta be in like <laughs> middle America you just, yeah. for the good stuff. Yeah. Um, no, so I play taiko. Um, that's that's what I do for money right now. Um, and 2020 kind of sucked because everything got postponed. Mm. So 2020 was kind of a weird year. But mm. now that things are starting to open up, and now that I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, I actually have a performance on Saturday. A small hey, one, so. yeah. Wait, what's what's taiko? It's Japanese drumming. Well, taiko means drum. Oh, okay. But, um, Is it like a barge? Yeah, so so the drums that we use, they're made out of wine barrels and cowhide. So it's kind of like the Aztec drums that we have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, so when are we going to see one of those in the North End? You know, um, sooner than later. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we I love the Aztec drums. They, they give such a different sound mm -hmm. to the atmosphere and um yeah once i find a, a a drum that's would be okay with a little bit of beer showers here and there mm -hmm. um then we'll we'll make it happen and Luis has talked a lot about the as the, the the unique specialness of hearing the sound of aztec drums in north end about 
how little people would actually get to hear the sound in America, right, across the, across the country. And so, man, I think there's a, there's a grand vision for like, like every new instrument you bring into a general world percussion section, that becomes more and more, looks more and more like us and sounds more and more like right. us, man. That's Absolutely. exciting stuff. Yeah. Mondi, what, what, like what's, do you feel like having a Japanese drum, a Korean drum, other percussion across the world is, is um, how, do you feel like that's, that's possible in, in the kind of stuff that we do? How do we make this a reality? Oh, for sure, man. Like, it's just a matter of time, really. I think the drummers have already got it down what the sound needs to sound like. Mm. And now it's just about accentuating. I think Walter's the perfect guy to bring in his taiko. You know, um, Arkita's the perfect guy to bring in, you know, the Korean Changu, all that. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Is that, was that what it's called, Changu? Yeah, Changu, yeah. Changu, yeah. Changu. Okay, so yeah, man, like, and like you said, it's going to sound like us, not mm. just some recycled team from, like, FC Sensors, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's going to sound uniquely Los Angeles. Yeah, so we totally got to go forward with that, man. Yeah. Dewey's, in, in, your, in your history of, of, of international <coughs> world football, like, what, is there any other team that can do something like this that has achieved something that, that you've heard that it's so different and yet hitting one sound? No, I mean, the wall, shout out to the Cuervos, and yeah. when, uh, you know, Gil, Christian, and Oscar, they let me do the story uh, on the Cuervos, we talked a lot about the Aztec drums. The one fascinating thing about those drums, which another uh, name for them is like the... The Is that they're not even in Liga MX games, mm. right? So one thing that's beneficial about living in a country full of immigrants is that a lot of times those immigrant groups end up retaining more traditional culture mm. than the original locations where they came from. And then they go ahead and turn around and want to express those modes. And so I think that not only like what Monty's saying about Los Angeles having a chance to have all these different groups, but also like a specific sort of expression from all yes. those different groups that doesn't always exist even in their... Mm. Their I mean, I would be surprised. I'll find out from our boy Ipe. Shout out to Ipe. Also an Expo original over there in Japan. I hope to actually be with Ipe here in the next couple months. Um, I would be surprised in a way, like, if they had the same sort of taiko drum that Walter's maybe considering or will eventually bring to the North End, only because I would imagine they would have already sort of, like, I mean, Japan is incredible at retaining, like, traditional culture. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not... I, you know, I would be surprised if it's if it's a common sight to yeah. see a taiko drum in supporter sections in that country. But I haven't seen like in yeah. pictures and stuff. Like when you look at supporter, like when you look at Ipe's pictures, like on social media, um, you see just like the regular, you know, the traditional right. the bass, the toms, mm -hmm. the snares. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, look, I'll say this: I fucking I love living in a country full of immigrants for if for no other reason than the exact reason I'm talking about. Yeah. Is you get actually some of the realest and most traditional aspects of the countries those different various groups of people came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah right? And, you're, and so. you're, you're talking about the retention of what we believe is like older traditional culture in, in the States with the immigrant groups. And I think um, I wanted to bring up Hyunte, who was um, a designer uh, from Korea who helped uh, do f photography with Kim Won and all that, a good friend of Ben's and ours. But he was saying like, why Korean national team merch isn't popular is because it's it's almost like the California Bear flag shirt right. to us. Mm. Because 
They don't think about being Korean. They simply are. Yeah, yeah. you just live it. Yeah. I think about being Korean every fucking day yeah. about how that intersects in my life right now. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm trying to find some semblance of identity and and the things that pull me closer to the culture that I'm not immediately seeing with my eyes here. Mm. But that's like really interesting how <laughs> football culture can preserve some of that tradition. Yeah. Right? Well, so and I think it's exactly what it is. It's like when you're in Korea or you're in Mexico, everyone's Mexican. You're in Korea, everyone's Korean. You're kind of wanting to stand out in a different way, so you're trying to be yeah. more American or more European. European exactly. And whereas, as Asian Americans, like this small group in America, you're trying to hold on to your pride in being Asian. Because, I mean, it's something we're probably going to talk about, Is but when we were younger, being Asian wasn't something we were necessarily proud of. It was mm. kind of something we would try to hide, or you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, it, But once you get to a certain age and you start appreciating your culture and who you are, your roots, then you're, you're able to have more pride in that. Whereas, you know, in a place where everyone's the same, you're just trying to be different and that's not Korean and not what everyone else is around right. you. Right, yeah. Like in, um, in Suwon, Suwon FC, who's made numerous um, ACL uh, appearances as well, yeah. but they, Blue they're, Wings. yeah, Blue Wings, their, their big uh, influence is uh, European Argentinian. ultras and Argentinian ultras yeah. with the umbrellas, um, a lot of Argentinian cadence, cadence and Eastern European songs that go into it. And that separates them. That gives them an identity within right. just Koreanness, right? But for us, it's like, man, any anytime I get to say Korean in anything, I'm like, this is like a gift. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was just going to add that one thing that's like interesting in the countries I've lived abroad and like the expat communities that you're involved in, it's sort of like the same idea in a sense like, you tend to meet people who are like kind of more nationalistic about the countries they came from. Mm -hmm. right? Right. You know what I mean? Like you'll meet some like pretty close-minded, like it's weird, you're right? You're abroad already. Right. You, you would assume that someone might be like, oh, like here, then like they have the worst things to say about that country that they're living in, and they're, uh, you know, just totally and completely insensitive to the fact that they've like lost the plot in the sense of, you know, that, like. There's something about, as you were you were saying, and I, I think it it works for like whatever context you're in. If you're like not the dominant group, you sort of double down. On that no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You definitely strive for representation. You know, yeah. and, 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 you know, as a minority in this community. You know what I mean, yeah, I totally know. What Mon that. Monty, tell us about because we kind of skipped over it, but like how you came to be a capo. Because I'm not sure that well, we actually I'm covered that in our, first, <laughs> our very first spot. Did we? Did we? Did we? Did did. It was a long did. time ago. It was yeah, two yeah. years ago. I mean, you it talk about it I again. wouldn't say I'm a, like. <laughs> like, did you let the people know that you were ready to be? Well, on from that? what I remember, Monty started on the drums. Mm -hmm. It was it was more like me, Julio, trying to work together to figure out what's going to work the best. Mm. And, that. and at the time, like even Chiki wasn't involved yet. So Julio was always the guy that's leading the chants, and then like he was always asking like who's got who's got chants in songs. So I was always working with the expos, and like my like my brother's experience with the RBV. I won't lie, I was just lifting some of the songs from there and just like, trying to offer them. Because I really wanted this to succeed, you know what I mean? Mm. So just naturally, I just kept contributing. You know, Julio just, you know, we just started trusting each other. Okay, you know, this is, and then there was one fateful meeting at Lot 6 when we, I think when we met, like, the draft players, you know, the yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moutinho and Blackman, right? Yeah, that, that was our first, that was our first. Remember, it was like everyone. Swaggy, you got to, swaggy yeah. T before he was Swaggy T. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a goofy kid from Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 When he was just young Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like there, that was kind of like the meeting of the minds of me and Hulu. We just kind of decided like, all right, you know, we, 
got to make this work. And then we both agree that there at least has to be one representation from each group. Because yeah. if we all meet, we can all spread to our groups and we'll all be unified on the same page. Mm -hmm. So we started naming off names. And like, who was just like, who's like the ones that we can see yeah, give it their all? And, you know, Chikaline, Benny, Chiris at the time, you know? So that's, and I, per se, like, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm officially a capo, but I try to help them as much as I can. And then once I know my job is done, that's it, you know? Like, I don't. I do, you do a good job of doing yeah. that. Right? <laughs> I try, you know. It's heavy on the in inspiration, and then you're you're leading it, and then you're like, okay, the couples can take this and replicate it wherever they want to see fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then That's I, <laughs> I just had a flashback to my. I, I don't know if you remember this, Monty, and we. I don't know if we talked at um, at the Q's bar or not, but I do remember the first time I remember having a conversation with you is walking away from the UCLA preseason game in Vancouver, and you did have a drum. You were carrying a drum that day. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. We, so we all met and marched over. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was drumming, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, dude, like, I'm not that good, bro. Just <laughs> 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 Let me just make some noise where I stand, you know? Like, so. Dude, I have footage of that. Yeah, yeah. I have oh, footage really? of that, yeah. I remember, oh, nice. I remember filming that. And um, you were, you were, at the time, you were the only one who had it. And that was the first time I saw, I think, D9 bring out, like, the Aztec drums or something like that. So, someone brought Aztec drums, and I was just like, what the fuck? What is oh. this? Because I'm I'm still new to this whole thing, and and yeah. I remember seeing that I was like, this is this is nuts. This is crazy. And then yeah, that first March was crazy. That was crazy. For all the newer LAFC fans, supporters, first off, we love you. Keep with it. This thing is like so worth it. We'll put in. But for those people asking about like, hey, how like how the hell did Monty or Slim get a you know get into a leadership position to like you know, to make decisions for the group and all that. It's really like, these are the guys who, when there was just a void, yes. stepped into the gaps when they were like, I know how to do just this a little bit. Let me step in and figure out how we can help this and grow together. And it was, it is a selfless and I go into it. Like it was not, I really want to believe in my heart of hearts. Like there was a, there was a lack of pride that went into being like, I'm going to put myself out there and be like, whatever this club needs, whatever the 32 needs, I'm going to be there for it. And that's really how, we continue to identify people who are about it and who aren't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, in the beginning, it was like, okay, let's just try and get together, you know. We, we, we weren't looking for people that were just like, I just want to be a cop because I want to be famous. Mm -hmm. like, that's not going to work. Like, the guys that are listening now, like, that's, that's the honest truth. Like, yeah. if you're just up there for the pictures, it's not going to work, guys. Like, you got to do this because you want everything, everyone to succeed. Right. You know I mean? If you're not about it, Kevin will take ugly pictures. Double chin galore, right? <laughs> or you're going to want to have to do this because you were in Jesus Christ Superstar in high school, uh, and your name is Benny Trips. Shout out to Benny. <laughs> we wish yeah, we were funny. here with us, brother. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs>
and uh, I've told this story fondly over over many times. But when um, Benny and I were were meeting up at, at my at my place at six, four in the morning to watch the Asian Cup game, the Philippines play uh, play Korea. Monty joined as well as a as a sign of solidarity for the for the AFC for the the Asian <laughs> Football Conference, and um, it's just like this beautiful thing where we can build. Asian football culture right here from the States, right? And understanding what the hell that we're trying to contribute to. So I don't really know what to take this. I just want to talk, I just want to like talk about your Asian hopes and dreams, man, for, for supported culture. Like it's, it has to be noted we've given so much credit and so much love to the Mexican and Salvadorian culture that is so heavily within the 32, but within it themselves, like we are all leaders within that, within, within that group, within the people we all love our, love, love our group here. But, um, we're trying to make sure that our people are heard too, our culture is heard too. So, in addition to the drums, like, what would you guys like to see our culture play out within LAFC, within the 3252, within Los Angeles? For me, when, when I first even started going to games, being involved in a supporter group, um, I, I felt very, uh, not isolated, because everyone's very welcoming, but if you're Asian and you're walking into the tailgate and you don't belong to like an SG, yeah. it's very intimidating, mm -hmm. very, very intimidating. But once you get to know people, you'll know that these people are welcoming anybody. Yes. Um, that being said, because I was part of an SG, because I kind of started kind of from the pretty beginning part of the, um, the creation of the team and then the culture, um, it felt very, it just felt very, um, I'm trying to think of a word for it. Um, it did feel inviting, but when you saw, when you see another Asian person, like when I saw Walter or Monty, like I knew Monty was like Asian, but I didn't know, I didn't get to talk to him too much. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, get, yeah. To get to know him that well, to know that he, you know, he has a Samoan background. Um, I would love to see more, um, People of like my background, not specifically like Thai, but people who are either first generation here, uh, be more involved in the game in the North End, because again, it is kind of intimidating when when people see the North End go crazy and everything like that. Real quick, I'll just go on, on a, a small tangent here. Um, we love tangents. <laughs> we live for tangents. We'd be nothing without tangents. <laughs> tangent um, pod. The the uh, the people who are outside of the LAFC LAFC sphere of my friends, uh, they know that I go to games, but they may not know like what I do exactly. Um, but they may get invited to a game, and the first thing they notice is the North End. <laughs> Completely, there's no there's no doubt about it. And uh, this girl was like, you know, my brother had tickets, and I went, and I was just just so impressed, and just the show of the North End. Um, and they wanted to get involved. So I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, just how impressed people are when they see us, right? Yeah. Um, so somehow getting that, bridging that gap for people who are not part of the North End no. or an SG, um, that's something I'd kind of like to see more of. But that begins with, like, myself. That, be, you know, that begins with me branching out and uh, having people get more involved, um, with activities and community, yeah, and uh, yeah, just just something as simple as that, just just nice. lending out a hand, and saying like, you can do these little events that we do, um, where whether it's charity or or uh, watch parties, 
So, yeah, just something where you can kind of start off small. That's awesome, man. And, and Slim often says, like, uh, we get to, we love LAFC because we got to know our neighbors, right? And right. It's, it's, it's an Absolutely. aspect of me that I'm, I'm fairly new to, but the idea that a tailgate brings everyone together and as awkward as high school was, the memory of, of, of that kind of first meeting, tailgates are often that and then they're not, right? Because it's just a family of it. I think um, Expos have done an incredible job, including leading two years ago now the, the kind of the, the APAHM month uh, celebration that was finished off by Lechon with a whole with a whole something <laughs> pig, right? Yeah. And it was just like being able to go from like a like a, have like a like a single de Mayo celebration to like being like, hey, we're gonna have like like a lays on you, and then we're gonna we're gonna be eating Asian food, and Absolutely. we contributed some Korean barbecue to that as well. Like yeah. that's something that we're actively doing, right? And I want to see kind of more of that, more more more, more, more of that, and I think people and to everyone's credit, to all supporters' credit, like, people love it. People love being, like, welcomed into a tradition that they're not intrinsically a part of, you know? And I think that's a really beautiful part of what the hell we get to do. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Like, I, I got to add to that, man. Like, we're all looking for representation within LEFC, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we're all here. You know, that's why we love this club. We want it to be something we can identify with. And, you know, like you said, there's a lot, you know, much love to our Mexican family, our El Salvadorian family, you know, our Latino family. Yeah. But for us in general, like AAPI, you know, we're a very small minority. Yeah. So for us, you know, we're just striving to just feel like we belong as well. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? right. And we want representation as well. Obviously with Moon Juan now, you know, on the field, that's that's epic to me. Right, to right, me, right. I was like, dude, it's 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 happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and we, we just got to keep pushing forward, man. I, I can't wait till we see full representation, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like when, when Dylan Presto is going to take the field, I right, take the pitch and see our, our, our academy Asian kid come up who's from here and all that stuff, it's going to mean something a little extra, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty about what sport does is like it's the same way why when Pac Channel came to the Dodgers, like it's such a big deal. When Hideo Nomo was on the Dodgers, yeah. like it yes. unified it unified the community, but also it made the majority fan base be like, Oh, this is what they're about. Mm -hmm. They're gonna love the, the people they're about, and so no, I just I just wanted, as you said, Monty, just more of it, man. Yeah. Just more of it. All that traditions, like we have, um, like all like most Asian cultures celebrate a Lunar New Year, a Lunar Thanksgiving idea of it, and I think um, this year because we weren't able to meet together, we just kind of share like facts about it, what it means to our families to kind of get together from all regions of the country and meet up together and share 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 a meal together, like. I want to share that with my family in LAFC, mm -hmm. like all across that. Like, yeah. I really believe that our our little communities, our little cultures now, in now, impact the larger LAFC right. family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and representation is like a perfect word for it. Like, it's little things. Like, a lot of the time when you're in a, a different country as as an Asian cat, like everyone is like, "Yo, Jackie Chan," or. Yo, like Gangnam Style, whatever it is. Brothers, but like within our LAFC community, there was a period like, you know, when we were still able to go to the stadium and we just released a Korean chant where like people wouldn't say what's up to us. They would just start singing the song. Right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and little things like that where it's like, all right, to these people, like when they see another Asian person, they're not going to just think Jackie Chan or, or Psy. They're like, oh yeah, we we have Korean homies. We yes, we know what Asians sure. are about yes. now, yeah. and that's where representation means so much more to me. Because to be honest, like when I you know when, when I visited like Mexico and stuff, and everyone everyone called me Jackie Chan or more side because I'm fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it didn't make me feel great. I was I, I 
like I'm so sick of this fucking song. I'm sick of being connected to it. But when someone connects you to something you're proud of, like yeah. the Korean yes. chant, like, yeah. it's yes. it's so much better. And without you know us being louder than the combination, because let's be honest, like you know, like with with <clears throat> Kelvin comes from Thai background. It's it's that Buddhist mentality where you're you're at peace. Japanese people are just you know they're to themselves in general. I think you know Islanders are a little more outgoing and, and so it's different. But a like, cool Asian yeah, you know where everyone's your cousin and shit. But um, you know, like it's not normal for us to like be loud and yeah, proud of who we are. You know what exactly. I mean? So, so you know, in this new generation, this new era where we're not as Japanese or Thai or Korean, we're an American version of that. Like, we know that as Americans, nothing gets done unless you're loud about it. Right. 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 And. Yeah, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this community is, like, now we know that within the people of the 3252 that we, we've touched hands with and rubbed, sh you know, been shoulder to shoulder with, there is a different representation now, and that makes me more proud than anything. Yeah, yeah man. I think even yeah. growing up, dude, there was a, a, an aspect of, and I think this is, like, pretty, um, this happens with every kind of ethnic community, but, like, First of all, my like all my homies back at home would only fight other Asian people. They'd only drink with other Asian people, right? There's something about like I can't really be my true self or judge anyone to my standard unless you know You're exactly the where the fuck I'm coming from. Right. Exactly. And here at LAFC, maybe more so than even Los Angeles, you have a chance to be like, all of our differences make us fucking human, yeah. and I can judge you on the same character <clears throat> that I want to be judged by, yes. and I can fuck with you on the same way that I can be fucked by. And if I got, we gotta fuck each other up, then we're gonna fuck each other up right. on the same <laughs> thing, right? And I think that's a that's well, that's representation in, in in like in a nutshell because like you believe those people are fucking equal to you. That's why you're like you're seeing them in that in that in Black that same gold. way. No. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and they've been there with you, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Like to, and and to be like from from the kind of comical to be like when we're talking about like Portland flying the rising sun and and all the different the rising sun not having the same kind of historical element that we that we that as Korean people as Chinese people as Filipinos we we generally feel. Expos came alongside us and we felt strengthened by that. You know, we Korean people are usually used to complaining by ourselves. And if it's like literally like, and it's like literally us talking shit to each other because like we're like, no one's gonna fucking listen to us. Mm. But because y'all stepped up and said, like, hey, like this is actually, we're, we're trying to correct this across the board, like that actually made this thing float, you know? And I think right. that's the same way if there's an issue on any of our, like, there's an issue impacting our culture that we never would have talked about. Um, with our parents' generation, then now we can talk about it now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, you know, I don't mean to bring up a sensitive subject, but like the, the current situation now is stop Asian hate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's definitely something we can try and make louder. Like you said, nothing changes unless you're loud about it. Mm -hmm. That's why I think tonight is a perfect, you know, time to like come together and talk about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Because it is our communities, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, man. And I remember last year, and um, Monty, I want to thank you again for, for volunteering your, your story. For the Stop Asian Hate uh, video that LAFC came out with last year, but as I was talking to Marcus about making it, I really wanted the different um, kind of aspects of different different countries that make up Asia and the Pacific Islands to to really have their story there. But it was even for me like I like showed the the B roll that Marcus Marcus cut, and I was like, hey, this is authentic to you because even within amongst my understanding of it. Of, of like really like studying Asian culture, Asian American culture, I'm like, oh, I fucking don't know a lot about Thailand. I don't know a lot about fucking uh, America Samoan people, right? And so that's an idea that e as we get to know each other better, like our general cause and our general goal gets gets stronger as well. Exactly, 100 percent, man. Yeah, man. And it's yeah. and it, thank you for for all the supporters and all the all our friends who have 
really volunteered in here and um, volunteered and like given money to help support the cause because right now like we've talked about on the podcast before the stop Asian hate stuff is it's like Monty we made that video over a year ago yeah. and it's um, if not anything getting worse you know like mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I think uh, when I said my piece and, and it's something that I recorded with Edgar for FCFC I was really about like the government <laughs> American majority society does has never fucked with us and so why should I rely on legislation or government now to take care of us? The only reason why the fuck we've survived is because we've taken care of each other within our small neighborhoods, right? And now, again, we have a chance to take care of each other in the larger Asian neighborhood that we've made together, right? And yes. I think that's, like, I sincerely consider it a blessing I get to sit across from you guys and talk to you one by one. Because... Yeah. This, again, like if it wasn't a UN conference, motherfucker, our people would be talking to no, you. No, no, absolutely, right. dude. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's LAFC's brought us together, man, and the North that's brought us together yeah. and given us the perfect platform to express ourselves. You know, Taiko, you know, all that stuff, man. And uh, we can't say it loud enough, man. Like, you know, we need representation, and we're gonna get it sooner or later, you know. And yeah, man, just like just personally speaking, if I can speak uh, like on this. Sometimes being the only Samoan in the North then it's it's kind of lonely, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't see another Samoan flag in the North then, you know? mm. But I know eventually it's gonna come because truth be told, a lot of us actually do follow soccer, but not on a level I like like supporter level. Mm-hmm. I got all my brothers and cousins that actually support like like uh, Everton, Manchester mm-hmm. United, stuff like that. But they'll never take it to this level we're at right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it sucks. I I just wanna kinda go off on a tangent. We with love the galaxy. <laughs> right. With the Galaxy, um, the biggest Samoan community is actually in Carson. Yeah. That's right. So sometimes, like, when we say, like, hey, fuck Carson, I'm kind of like, hey, man, my homies are my cousins. My cousins over there, dog. They're a different breed. Like, right? Yeah. And just to prove more point to that, like, all the Samoan flag days in Los Angeles are in Victoria Park, which mm. is, like, literally down the street from, uh, from what, DHS? Is that what it is? It is now Dignity Health, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows. So, like, and, like, I hate to put this on the pod. I kind of 50-50 want to have it on there. The capital for the Riot Squad is a Samoan dude. Uh-huh. Mm. And that's like, to me, it's so like, oh, it's like, damn, I want to meet you. But at the same time, I know you hate my guts. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so sad because I'm me and you're you. And it's like, we're like two worlds apart. But it's like, I know what you're going through, bro. You're the only one there, too. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm so... I'm trying to back this AAPI. Let's just I make want, sure we yeah. add Samoa, then yeah. we get a, let's get a haka going, bro. Right, right. I just want more, like, I want more of my people involved, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's really why, like, tonight I, I kind of wanted to, like, express and, like, speak up on AAPI. Well, it's for time sure. for you to start bringing a ukulele I know, right? to the fucking <laughs> north end, bro. What the fuck? I think, um, I think one of the, the issues, though, and I don't know, you guys can um, also talk about it, too, but... One thing I noticed about like the JAs or the Japanese Americans in that community is we're we're not extroverts. Mm. So if it's not something that you're comfortable with, mm. you're probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's the handfuls like me and a few others that are um, when we when we love something, we're going to do everything we can to promote it, to mm-hmm. push it. And I feel like uh, the JAs, it's. I don't know if it's, like, because they're out of their comfort zone or if they're just, you know, like, culturally they just don't want to get involved like that Mm -hmm. or they'll watch from the outside. But I think one way we can uh, get more of a representation in the North End or in LFC in general is to be that bridge, those representatives. Hey, 
come come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, yeah. You don't know this part. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just come out. Yeah. Have a beer with us. Mm-hmm. Let's get a danger dog. Mm. Let's let's do something. Just come out, hang yeah. out. Um, I feel like. Shout out Farmer Jobs like, for being the new danger dog. <laughs> I feel like um, a lot of our Asian communities need that kind of push. push. I don't know if it's a push, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Even with Korean like culture, it's the biggest fad culture in the world, right? Like, Someone has to do it first and make it cool first for, for the others to follow. To follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and... Like a lot of the oh shit, oh that's not gonna be good for the sound. Um, a lot of the time, like you know, with Korean culture, it's like, all right, what are the Americans doing? You know what I mean? Like they're always looking at that. Um, and after I hit the table, I totally forgot my train of thought. <laughs> Bad culture, Koreans. Bad culture. Koreans. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like, and that's kind of what our job is to do. Is like we kind of got to make it cool to be loud and rambunctious. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean, you guys can even, like, look back to when we all first joined the 3252. It was fucking awkward as shit for us to be loud. You know what I mean? Like, I, like you guys are really just going to, like, start screaming in the middle of the bar? <laughs> like, as an Asian person, like, that's not something like, we fucking do, right? Like, hey, dude, like, other people are trying to have dinner. Relax, eh? Hey? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, all this shit is foreign to us. But then, totally. like... You know, I I first started when I, you know, Ben started working for the club and you saw it through Instagram. Like, these motherfuckers are having fun, right? And like, and and that's kind of like, we just kind of got to keep doing what we're doing. But kind of, you know, like like you said, like we got to build the bridge, like for people to get here. And don't be afraid to be embarrassed. Right. I think yeah, that's yeah. one that's the thing, biggest thing. One thing I learned is don't be afraid to mess up because everybody messes up. Yeah, you know? it's human, dude. So... Like, even with our drum section, um, like, it's not a requirement to be experienced in music. You know, we'll teach you, Mm -hmm. but you have to be open to to messing up Mm -hmm. because we all mess up. Mm -hmm. And if if one mistake in a game is going to make you not want to come back, then don't play drums right now. Mm. Practice first and then come back. But Can't take the heat, stay the fuck out the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Big dogs. um, yeah, no, I think I think we just for for our communities, mm. um, you know, I'm sure in the Japanese American community, there's a bunch of people my age that grew up playing soccer, yeah. yes. and and I don't know them, mm. or at least I don't think I know them. But if they listen to this pod, I'd like them to know that they'd always be welcome with yeah. us, and yeah. I want them here. Likewise, Samoan guys, come on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the beautiful thing about like the 3252 is. There's, there's multiple ways to, to go at it. There's some people that are looking for something that has to do with football because they love the game. And there's some people who, like, didn't know that they love football that are going to fall in love with it. And there, there's some people where it's just about the community. They need community in their lives. And even someone like Josh and, like, myself, who, who've grown up in church our whole lives. Me too. Like, we've actually seen where, like, okay, like, how is this group of supporters who are just supposed to be cheering for a sport, doing more for their community and reaching out more than, like, you know, this belief in religion that's all about reaching out and doing yeah. good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, there's, you know, like, that's the beautiful thing about it. It's, it's, it's multi-level. If you are someone that just works hard and need an outlet for just screaming your head off for two hours, perfect. If you are a lonely motherfucker and needs some friends 
Yo, come on, come on, in. come out yeah. to the tailgate. Just don't be weird about it. Yeah, don't be weird. You might get smacked. There's a lot of you know what I mean. Like you will get smacked. Yeah, like don't be weird. Be cool. Like and it's all love. Like it's absolutely. It's a beautiful thing, man. And it's just we already have the product. It's always gonna get better and change. And you know what I mean. That's part of the game, but. We already have the product. It's just like you know how, how like we built it. How are we gonna get them to come? Right. Absolutely. It's here. I wanted to bring up like a like a an incident. It's a it's a good incident, really. But um, uh, there was a time I think it was last year. Um, a guy got in contact with me from uh, from Instagram. Um, so just to clarify, uh, I'm I'm Thai, but I'm also Taiwanese. My mom's Taiwanese. Mm. Um, that must be confusing for, <laughs> for people that you don't know, know how the many difference. Times Someone's like, are they the same? Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no, there's man, no Asian one of them, stupid. <laughs> Dude, it happens way more than you think, man. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, even up until high school, I didn't. I don't think I knew the difference. Yeah, yeah I was like, no, they're tired. Tired, tired. I just found out there's a difference. I was right now years old. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, in a way, it is It is pretty funny. But Man, you have bomb street food culture all through your blood. Yes. Dude. Oh, my God. I wish we could do another pod just on the street food. Four dollar pad like ties a, off the cart, we, baby. Dude, Monty and I were talking about doing like a little street food thing in, at the tailgate once yeah. we we're allowed to do it. Oh, yeah. um, oh, there's a guy. So my mom's Taiwanese. People who are Taiwanese Mandarin are feel even probably more of a minority in Southern California, even mm-hmm. though that's like we're the largest population out of outside of Taiwan is probably in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, but a guy, he got in touch with me, and he's like, hey, I want to bring in a Taiwanese flag. And the reason I, I brought this up, because I, I was like, I couldn't get to the game that day, so I contacted someone in Tigers, and I said... Yeah, I forget who it was. Yeah, it's this guy, uh, he was a... But yeah, we, but he, I remember that. Yeah, It might have been me or Sue. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Sue, actually. So, um, he got in from you guys... And he was so fucking proud to wave a Taiwanese flag. And I was fucking so proud to see him wave it and be so fucking excited because I have never seen a Taiwanese flag in the North End. I remember that guy. He was quite excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big deal. It's a big Mm -hmm. deal for me, too, you know. Um, Another thing is is that during that time, Taiwan was in a political thing with China, China, as they always are. As they always are, yeah. Uh, So that became something more meaningful to me, Mm -hmm. that... That guy got to go, yeah, man, and wave that flag, yeah. and um, and not have a fucking care in the world, just fucking just chanting and mm-hmm. having a good time, and it means a lot. It means a lot more than than, than people think if they come from a, from an even smaller minority of, yes. of Asian of Asian. Community. I mean, we've been waving our flag, you know, for for a while now in the North End, the, the South Korean flag, and. To this day, still, like, whenever I see it waving in the North End, like, I swell up with pride, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And even at the first match, there was someone in the South End that had a Korean flag as well. Nice. So, yeah, I mean... See, there you go. Even now, like, every man. time I see it, it's the same feeling. It's it's beautiful, it's great, and, like, it's all about representation for us. Yeah. Like we said, the reason why it's amazing that we have Kim Moon Han is because it's like, oh, there's really an Asian person here. You know so, what I mean? Even something as small as a flag. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it means, the yes. symbolism means so much. It's yeah. small and as big as a flag, right? right. Yeah. The flag has meant so much throughout all these fucking years. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, waving that flag, you, you're... Me, personally, it's like, it, it, it gives honor to what your parents went through to bring you here. Mm. To right. raise you. To mm. where they've come from. You know what I mean? Even though they think I'm crazy for... Right, right. Like, like yeah. they probably think I'm... Like, my aunts were like, what the fuck? 
doing? <laughs> I mean, like, you're crazy. Right? I thought you said your ancestor. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're probably looking at me like, damn, you're in soccer? What the <laughs> hell? Like, I'm kicking down like, what's going on? Like, what the hell are you doing over there? But, you know, like, just waving a flag like that in the north, it's like, dang, like, I'm representing my parents, like, how hard they work, my grandparents, everyone, you know, my yeah. culture. And, like, it, for me, some, as a Samoan, like, Bill Tuloma plays on the Portland Timbers, and it sucks because deep down, I low-key root for him. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. he's legit the only full Samoan player in the world. Like, wow. I've told yeah. that to Pat. Yeah, I was like... Um, I mean, shout out us. We yeah, kind of yeah. got in trouble by the 3252 <laughs> council for taking a picture. Right, of, right, like, right. Yeah, Evo, yeah. But, like, you know, it's the same feeling. It's like, yo, like... Yeah. There's... One person that we could take a picture exactly, with. you know right? what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you gotta let us have this opportunity, yeah. right? And and so, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when I see him, I see me, I see my family, I see my dad, my mom, you know, like he finally made it. Like, a lot of us, I dreamed of being a soccer player when I was seven, you know, yeah, yeah. obviously, it never happened, but you know, when I see him, I was like, dude, you represent me, even though you're playing for the fucking Timbers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I fantasize one day we'll sign him here at LAFC, probably never happened, but you know, like, it's just that pride of seeing. Your representation on the field. It, it, it's no words can express it enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey Montin, how do we get the the Samoan faithful who love the NFL, love college football? Because every when Tua was drafted, I, I texted you. I was right, like, right. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. How good is in the history of of, of, of all these Islanders? Like, where does Tua rank? And they're like, oh, it's Tua and Mariota came out. Yeah, out. Marquez Tuisosopo yeah. for the Raiders. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just a big Raider nation everywhere. Yeah. There you um, go. Yeah. There was this. Like it was, there was a point in time where like the USC linebacking core over like twelve years had all <laughs> fucking Ray Maluga was on that. That's why we're all USC fans, man. Real Hell talk. Yeah. Hey, man, Ray Maluga was my boy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get those people, like Samoan fans of American football, into soccer culture? You know, it's happening slowly in Australia. There's like, there's there's here and there. Yeah. Like for every twenty rugby football players, there's probably like two soccer players. <sighs> Now, I think, personally, it's a mental game thing, and, it like, Simone's can't run far. So, for one, like, you'll probably get a good 20 minutes of fucking Pele out of him, and then that's it, bro. And then get him off, do too much mayo in his blood, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, like, when he's talking about running, too, he's talking about running straight, not, like, yeah. shit, you know what I mean? He won't turn that corner yeah, fast, bro, you know what I mean? I got to say, the only successful guy, I got to say, is, like, Tim Kale. He's half Simone, uh, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. We still credit, take credit for that. But, Thank uh, you. Right? And so I see that as, a, like, inspiration. Like, maybe one yeah. day, you know. I mean, we're going to say Tiger's big dick is the Vietnamese side of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 really Man, ball, yeah, so, like, how to get them involved, man. <laughs> How to get them involved? It's definitely gonna be like a slow process. That's why I'm not really like, man, it's not sucks, man. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen eventually. Right, like right, right. my son's generation, you know, that'll be the next generation. Mm-hmm. So I've brought my cousins before, and they've always asked me, "Can you get us more tickets?" I was like, I can't get thirty tickets, bro. Like, <laughs> hell, you guys have to buy them, dog. Like, maybe open. That's why I like, don't get rid of the open cup. That's like the only time I can bring my family, dude. Like, please don't because don't it's ten bucks, it, bro. <laughs> Hey, at least if you're listening, that's the only way you're going to get more Asian fans. Exactly. Day, so. Come on, dude. Like, keep the Open Cup alive. It's the oldest cup in the U.S. Yeah. And, and you cheap. know Asian people are going to pay the cheap Open Cup prices. Like, let's be real. We good at math, baby. I have a question for you guys. Um, do you think, now that we have uh, Moon, do you think we're going to have, a, uh, like, a Korean-American night? Do you think we're going to... You know what I mean? I, I, I think if... Uh, Rich has anything to say about it, he will. I think we should. Um, yeah, you that's know, why we're here. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, uh, for, for the Dodgers and the Clippers, we have a Japanese-American mm-hmm. night. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the coolest thing. It's the, it's the time where 
you know, you get the, have like that one get merch the, drop get the, or something. Yeah, exactly. But you also get the book, you know, mm -hmm. the the book tickets where right. you, the whole section is there for supporting that night. Yeah. That's all our churches go to the game. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. So that's why we're look, here today, I look man. Forward, I look forward to. to I love Korean, that idea, Korean but night. like LASC don't have any extra tickets. So <laughs> <laughs> we won't get that night, though. Yeah. I promise yeah. you, we're gonna get hey, that night. API night. I will say, like, we will be. Like this, this, this one's gonna be. I think um, it's all of us winning, but the Korean people win on this one more, a little better. But for the next one, we will support. And I think, as we said before, we gotta be fucking loud about it. Yeah. So for the FO listening, for for all the staff listening, like, we will bring the heads to to LAFC, you know. And I think that's that's a fucking promise for me, which goes as far as yeah. No, it's a fucking good promise. <laughs> my, my thing is though, you know, I, so. TSG's been doing this. Um, I've been trying to kind of recruit small businesses to try and just promote them, plug them. You just put a Kimunon sticker outside of your, your your business, like a Yelp loves us sticker, right? And in the middle of it, I'm like, people are like kind of half, like half, half because they, I think they, they're like, oh, what's the fucking catch, right? But my thing is like, there's no fucking catch. I'm just going to plug you with everything I got and show you like that. I just want Kimunon to feel welcome in K-Town before he ever kicks the ball, right? And we're working on that. But my thing is like, I get... Fucking even, even myself, I get I find myself getting too polite, being like, oh, okay, it's not good for the business model. But recently, I've been like, fuck that. This is the this is one of the best marketing stories for your fucking your shop, your restaurant, yep. all that stuff. Why we love this club so much is because it unites this fucking 15 million people city into into a stadium for 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 90 minutes at a time. Absolutely. And I think we have to go with that kind of that kind of um, that kind of attitude to our neighbors and be like. Bro, we you actually have stakeholders within leadership here that are that are pushing us, our communities higher and higher up. We need to keep on doing this and be fucking shameless when it comes to being like yeah. you need to be yeah. at the stadium with you us. You have to be persistent. Yeah. Exactly. You just and gotta, yeah. And once you discuss something like like Jay's second gen Japanese Americans are like, oh, uh, like you know they're they're kind of to ourselves. Korean people are the same way. They're like, okay, we have our kind of niche in yeah. in Koreatown. We're gonna do our thing. But I'm like, motherfucker, like we're always so obsessed about being prideful about ourselves. This is the most open call you'll have yeah. for for any major major company, major club to be like, you guys want a voice, here's your voice. Step up, we'll be here fucking waiting for you, welcoming you with a plate of plate of some a plate <laughs> of food and, yeah. and a ticket to the match. Yeah. Come through man. That's that's really all I gotta say. Like you will be fucking changed for it. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Hell yeah, but, let's yeah, no, go into our fucking neighborhoods, man. Let's we, do it. Absolutely, yeah. man. Bring my sister, in. my sister is uh, Korean, you know. So when when you guys dropped the scarf, you know, she was like, "Your scarf's cool, but I'm gonna get that one." <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Good, yeah, right?" But it, it's a well-known fact on the FCFC pod that we humbly believe that we have the greatest <laughs> scarf. Yeah. <laughs> So Sucker dicks! <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna take our second break and we'll be back with some tea top. Talk about every all of this all over again. On the really? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's start from the yeah, top. Walter, that's fucking this. Yeah, that's that's true. I have such a respect for Japanese Americans um, with uh, 
especially with like the migrant kids in cages right now, the Japanese Americans have been the strongest advocates to be like, fuck that. Yeah, of course. What the hell are you doing? I remember, uh, I remember after 9-11, uh, the Muslim community reached out to the Japanese Americans because I don't know if you guys remember, but after 9/11, America was thinking about doing the same thing to the Muslims here in America, like kind of like putting them in a place. And so they reached out to the Japanese community, and the Japanese Americans said, "No, fuck that." So um, we have a every year there's a pilgrimage to Manzanar internment camp, and it's actually the end of April. So. Before COVID, it would be this coming weekend, right? Is this, yeah, it would yeah. be May 1st is yeah. when it would be. Um, and I remember the year, the pilgrimage after 9-11, so in 2002, it was like thousands of Japanese Americans and Muslim Americans. And basically, uh, the Japanese Americans there were like, Yo, we got your fucking back, don't worry. Like, yeah. they're, on, they're not going to do what they did to us, yeah, yeah. to you. Cause that's not gonna happen again. Nice. You know, but it's just that's crazy. Be, man. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. It really, that's, and that is the kind of solidarity that we have here as as Asian Americans here. We're trying to understand our own experience through yeah. our fucking trauma here. Exactly. Know? I mean, yeah. look, we have so many different ethnicities. You know, it's like Japanese, Thai, Korean, we have Chinese. We have everything. But at the end of the day, here in Los Angeles, we're Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like. I don't, like, I take a lot of pride in being Japanese or Japanese-American, but at the same time, if somebody's going to fuck with my friend Sam because he's Korean, no, fuck that. You're, you're fucking with my Asian friend. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. it's not Korean anymore. It's not Japanese. It's not Chinese. It's Asian. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And that's why, like, with all the stuff that's going on right now, like, I tell my fiancé all the time, I say, I pray a motherfucker comes up to me and calls me a chink. I pray that shit happens because yeah. I will light that dude up. Right. You know? Unfortunately, we don't look frail enough for those people to yeah. do that to. But fucking cowards I have, um, yeah. so my, my best friend who I met when I was living in Japan is actually a dude from New Jersey. And him and I clicked because we kind of grew up the same. And so he was actually just here for work. And he left America and went to Japan because of how messed up America is. He's like, this sucks, dude. So he came back, and he was like, I had to come here for work. I really didn't want to come here because of what's happening. It's just, it made him sick. So when I picked him up and we went out to eat, he goes, I hope, he goes, I don't hope that this happens to you, but I hope something happens because I have so much pent-up aggression. Mm. The second somebody says something about any Asian person, I'm going to fucking kill him. And it's like, it's like, whoa, dude, chill. The last few months have been really infuriating because I, I dwell on a lot. I dwell on stuff I shouldn't be dwelling on because it's like, especially if it's online, it's just people talking shit or whatever. But it just, it makes me mad that people, they, they don't have a, they don't have a platform to really say it to anyone's face, but they, they like to pull that card of like, well, he shouldn't be, shouldn't have been walking down that street at like 3 a.m. or something like that. Victim blaming bullshit. Bless you. And it fucking just, uh, it's 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 overwhelming too because you see it happen. How how often are we seeing it now? Like almost every day at this point. Mm -hmm. And there's like it's like vicious videos on on the elderly Mm -hmm. of all fucking people. I know that's so coward, bro. Yeah. One, it's hard to, like, um, I talk to my karate teacher about this all the time, and it's like, 
we bring up the situ the we bring up like oh let's hold self defense classes for just people in the community let's just do you know something simple and then we think about it and we talk about it and we go you know what it's not going to work because the people that are getting attacked they're getting sucker punched from behind right yeah. defense, you can't really yeah. i mean unless you're like you have eyes in the back of your head all the time you're not going to know when something happens so I, it's it's really difficult but um I encourage everybody to do some kind of self-defense class yeah. sometime. Just to, you know, um, like uh, I have a friend. He's also in martial arts. He's actually like a Wing Chun expert, mm -hmm. and um, he, I think he lives in Pennsylvania. And at the time, he was doing like um, gun defense for police officers, mm -hmm. like, and it was the coolest thing ever. He brought it over, and he's like, "All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to teach you guys these things that I learned." And he said, "I want you guys to learn this." and never have to use it than to not learn it and have to and need it mm -hmm. and it was the craziest thing because he told us that like one of the guys in pennsylvania actually used the technique mm -hmm. on him and it was like okay i'm blown away okay it works then you know if i'm ever in that situation hopefully i'm never in that situation but if i am at least i know something and yeah. if i if i fail it and i get blown away at least i went out like a g trying to defend myself you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's something about like also the um, it's the the attacks that are happening. It's 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 something where um, because they're happening to the elderly, you imagine your parents. Mm -hmm. right? that, that's that's everyone's first thought, yep. especially if you're you know you're our age, mm -hmm. our age, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I I feel like uh, every single picture and video that they've ever shown of of anyone who's gotten attacked, uh, who's Asian. Um, Totally looks like my mom. Totally looks like my dad. Mm. And it's, um, they're freaking defenseless. They're senior citizens. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it hits really, really fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, for Christmas and stuff, I'm buying fucking pepper spray and, yeah. like, you know, uh, like pocket people, knives. Yeah, people, oh, so people ask me all the time, like, what should I do? Should I take self-defense classes? And I was like, do it. They're fun to do, and it's very informative, but at the same time, Go to Big Five and buy some mace. Yeah. Put it on a clip. You mm -hmm. have it near you. Probably will never have to use it, but it's good to have. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. And I mean, uh, shout out. There's an uh, organization called Hollow Back who does uh, bystander intervention training that I've been signing people up for. Because like, there's been things like, especially on, a lot of these attacks happen on the street, buses, trains, and I've even been in a situation where I'm like. 50 50 on me like fuck do i say anything like is is it like bad enough is it just between like a domestic thing that i shouldn't step into but um they really tell you about how to de-escalate situations when you see it happening to somebody else on like because i mean in new york right now especially there's like verbal abuse on the train yeah, yeah, yeah. every fucking day right? yeah and um i've told the guys this before but i grew up with knowing like every once in a while there'd be like an old person pushed in front of a train by some lunatic yeah. and, mo and more often than not it's like an older Asian dude yeah, yeah. an older Asian woman and it, I think we have to understand the history of our people first we don't talk to police we under report on crime and people believe they can get away like who are fucking sick believe they can do this without any repercussion yeah 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 and so the idea that people around you and even as an Asian person looking out for other Asian folks or anybody who's in, da in danger, I think, trying to de-escalate the situation through your words, and if it, it does take your fucking action to do it, um, that's part of it. But um, again, the history of the situation, like I, I'm reminded of fucking Vincent Chin, right, who was a big big yeah. part of our own history. Um, it was uh, just 
you know, just a dude walking into a bar, right? Yep. Just, and um, he was called both a Jap and a chink at the same time by these people who were, who were fucking upset that uh, their job, auto jobs were taken away. Yep. And I think that's the gift and the curse within our experience here is that we need a band together because people already put us together in one group and already, right? right? And they're trying to pick us off one by one because they believe that they can do so without, again, any any repercussion. Yeah. So the idea is like, bro, like this country's gonna put us in the same category. Like, I'm gladly gonna stand by my brothers and do do good by them, yeah, protect them in any way. Like, um, you're in that. Uh, I've been seeing on social media the the group that just kind of like patrols. Yeah, yeah. that's the dopest thing I've ever seen. I wanted to start that for J Town. And I don't know who wants to do it, so I just kind of like so after I I do karate on Saturdays at, mm. in Little Tokyo, and then I usually like order food and then I just chill. I just like kind of keep an eye out. I just walk around by myself, mm -hmm. and um, you know hopefully now that things are starting to open up again and people are feeling a little bit more comfortable going out, maybe um, you know I can get more people to to join in on these. But um, no, I, I I was telling my teacher like. I plan on just doing it, you know, randomly. It won't be consistent, but, like, Tuesday night, I'm not doing anything. I'll drive into J-Town and just go walk around. Yeah, just, man. You know? Dude, shout out. I think um, it's, it's really cool that you guys have that. Uh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. super dope. And you know what's fucking dope is that, that that started from that rally in Little Tokyo, right in front of the Japanese American mm. Museum, where it's like a, a, a coalition of all Asian folks and yeah. allies who are like, bro, we're not fucking having this anymore. Yeah. First off, we love each other. We're going to show, show support for each other. And um, the, it's called At Neighbor, it's Safety Companions for K-Town, but they also had some visions for J-Town as well. So, I mean, we're all about fucking actual physical steps. Like, this ain't no, this ain't fucking Twitter, y'all. Like, right. my, thing yes. to, my thing to people here is legitimately, like, yo, you love talking racial discourse on Twitter? Fucking stand alongside with us and build community together. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what we fucking do every single week, week in and week out. If you want to be about people and loving people, loving your community, fucking stand alongside us and do this shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So neighborhood safety companions, dude. I think I, um, they do every Thursday. They walk around K Town. They meet at um, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. We just walk around. And again, I think what you said, Walter, is beautiful. Is like, it doesn't have to be stand up and be like all fucking macho. I'm a lot of the people who show up are like, are just are women younger than me, and they're just like, the presence of being like you can't fuck with this community without without people seeing you and yeah. and actively protecting. Like that's what it is. We 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 do this out of love. It's not a fucking out of we not out of fucking just anger anymore. It's, it's a love for ourselves, you know. Yes. And that's gonna happen within every Asian neighborhood as we need, and um, we will do we will do what we we will do what we have to from from this time. Yeah. We're drinking some tea. What is the, <laughs> hey, what is this <laughs> stuff, man? Is Shout out to the the best Japanese tea shop in America. Let's yeah. go. Fuck just in L.A. Tea master of Little Tokyo, Honda Plaza, across the street from Sushi Gen, or plus across the plaza. We're drinking a little Yame organic sencha tonight, nice. guys. Little little green tea. Yeah, I've been drinking so much tea with you that this like I was like, this is a green tea sencha in my head. <laughs> Yo, Slim knows now. Slim knows the palate is so cultured. Yeah, is so this culture. the little matcha place in Honda Plaza? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so his first super real job. Was at that really? Place. Yeah. Oh shit. My first that's deal. Yeah. That's a really funny way to put it. BBQ chicken. <laughs> first time in I ever Honda worked Plaza in retail. Spot, I worked yeah. every Friday for Daigoro and Kanako-san at Tea Master, and that store has a, a history. I think I've talked about it before on the pod. Ice cream. But um, yeah, like one thing that I love about it is that it's Japanese owned. You mm -hmm. know. Um, 
one thing I want to say is like, I think we're at an inflection point, like in the United States in general, which is like, you know, like people need to decide, you know, Walter's bringing up earlier, like this idea of like outwhiting the whites and like this like standard that should have never existed. And like, you know, like whether it's Taiwanese homies that I have who like didn't get a chance to learn Mandarin, whether it's Mexican homies I had who didn't get a chance to learn Spanish because everyone was trying to like out, out, you know, suss out all that culture yeah. and like all the language that, you know, I think <laughs> it's so ironic, right? Like here I am like this white dude, like running around the world trying to learn languages when I could have just done it in my own community had white people not set a standard that you needed to out-white the whites, right? Mm. And like, I think we're at an inflection point because like, all of us need to decide like what kind of country that we want this to be, like a country that's rich and diverse and has all these things, or a country that like, is what I believe white culture is, which is like the absence of culture itself, which is like nothing. Like there's nothing there. This is why, this is why I love my, my Japanese, my Chinese, my Taiwanese teas, and my Indian teas. This is why I love like my black music and my black culture, my black yeah. art. This is why I love like my Latin football culture. You know, it's like <laughs> this is it's the all, all my favorite things are because of immigrants. You know, and, and immigration and like this is the potential that the United States has, and we get to see it so well in Los Angeles. And I, you know, I think that like there are. There are groups and people who recognize that and they're they're seeing it's important whether or not they're in any of those communities or not. And I'm, you know, I'm quite sensitive as like a white person to like what gentrification can do and like profiteering off that. And like I was mentioning about Tea Master, like it's a Japanese owned shop. Like die as a student of proper tea ceremony shit. Like this is like the exact type of people you want to be supporting. And there's like eight other matcha shops around LA and most of them aren't Japanese owned, right? A lot of them aren't even Asian owned. They're just owned by people who look like me. <laughs> like, hey, have this magic green sawdust and it'll save your life. <laughs> right. You were like, oh really? A $9 latte? Have 12, you know? Like, and so, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying every case needs to be, I've recognized recently that I am like a little bit racist towards white people. Like every case isn't necessarily that, but yeah. like my point is that like, right. if we're gonna be, like Josh was saying, if you're gonna be about it, like step out, step offline, step into the streets, like supporting people with your time and your energy and your, <coughs> your hours, but also with your dollars. And like, yeah. where are you shopping? Like, you know, what, what are you supporting? Why are you supporting it? Like thinking a little bit, a little bit deeper about like where you're putting your, your money, because whether it's like, like, an like the institutions um, that Walter plays for, like Taiko Drums, and like these kind of like cultural centers and spheres. I mean, this is what keeps some of these things alive despite, you know, the waves of white supremacy over all these years. And like, I don't know, like if I can speak on just like the Asian, like American population in general and like how I feel like, you know, it's sometimes belittled because of the size numbers wise. Like it, it's, it's sort of the forgotten category that people like get less than others and you know, the reason it's so small is because of how restrictive we've been in this country to Asian Americans historically. Like, they are, I would argue, the least welcome of all the groups yeah. historically in this country. And I think that, like, until people recognize that, I don't think Asians and Asian Americans could ever feel welcome here because it's always, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before on the pod, whether it's the Chinese Exclusion Act, multiple legislations that prohibited, you know, immigration from East Asia, whether it's the Japanese internment and, like, if you guys have never been to Manzanar, I highly recommend going. Um, it's a really, 
it's a really interesting moving experience and it's what a four-hour drive from here yep. three and a half hours i need to go yeah i need to go um, yeah. so there's i mean there's so many things and like josh sam like everyone's like provided a lot of resources for it continue to provide it you'll see it on our channels and stuff but um yeah like whether or not you're a part of the asian american community or not um i think it's yeah it's worth it's worth all of your time to like learn more about the ways that that group has been held down over the years and what you can do to help lift it up. Yeah. And Walter, you said before, yeah, it was you, your, your grandma, grandmother went to what, go through internment, correct? Both my grandparents did. Both your grandparents. Wow. I mean, like we're, we're, we're sitting next to, you said you're third generation I'm now? fourth generation. Fourth generation mm -hmm. fucking Japanese American. Your, your history runs in the blood of this country, in the fucking sin of this country. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's it's so wild, I and mean, we talked about you know like having to out white the whites or out white the the majority of people, and it, it's it's it, 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 I really need to say like Asian people were the last people, last racial group in this country to be able to naturalize into American citizens because they believed that the East or the fucking islands were so fucking far away from being American that we were the last group because they said you could never be American, and what they're really saying is you you'll never be human enough for us. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I got something to elaborate on that as a Samoan. Like, um, I've always kept track of uh, American Samoa and Western Samoa is totally, well, not totally different, but it's actually two different countries. Western Samoa, from where my parents are from, is like independent of America. Mm. Whereas American Samoa, you can be born, like, it's, it's kind of like the same case with Puerto Rico. Gotcha. You can be born under the flag. <clears throat> you could serve your whole life serving this country, bleeding for this country, lose an arm, but they won't give you citizenship. That's the most fucked up thing to me. It's like, you can bleed for this country, but they won't recognize you as a citizen, even though you're born under the stars and stripes. And that's kind of one thing why I want to bring up AAPI, you know, like, really push for this, like, kind of episode and this month coming up. Like, we got to push for that. Like, I hope Biden changes that in the near future because there's so many American Samoans that retire, they don't even get benefits, and wow. they served 30 years in the fucking Marines. Yeah. yeah, and I've always been so hurt by it. It's like, how do you take my island like home that yeah. was once a part of Western Samoa mm. basically dictate what goes on and don't even give us the same rights you have mm -hmm. and we're serving you dude you know I've, I've heard of like uh, stories of like back when Iraq happened you know like uh, the war in Iraq there was islanders that died overseas I mean died in Iraq you know from landmines and stuff like that and I was like oh well like dude too bad you know I was like fuck dude like come on man like you know we're, we're just like you guys too you mm. know we love this country as well, man. Like, why can't we be recognized, you know? Yeah, I know maybe if we look into the details, I'm not smart enough to look at it, but maybe there's some, thing, like, technicalities. But come on, man. We're born all the same, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it's just definitely something I wanted to kind of uh, message out, you know, get some recognition to, like, that, like, American, uh, American Samoan servicemen are still going through that. Wow. You know? That's it's wild, Monty, and I think uh, this is not a, a tit-for-tat case, but right, right. even with, um, even with, the Filipino nurse, Filipino nurses right now. Yes, they have disproportionately died from COVID. Yes, because they disproportionately represent a part of the nursing force that is <clears throat> so unprotected, that is living the harshest conditions, like that have gone through probably more overnight statistically than any other fucking nurse in the country. And these heroes, these fucking heroes that are saving lives right now, are not being taken care of properly. And because they are part of this U.S. colony, you know, of, and that's what. People ask like, oh, why this? Why is my nurse always Filipino? Motherfucker, you annex the Philippines, and right, they, right. they're allowed to have the same same education. Yeah. That's why this happens. Yes. You know, yeah. like if you ask why the fuck 
you know, your server, someone who's fucking, you know, helping you out is a certain race of a kind, it's because of a very specific American reason, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they put you in that place. Yeah. And so if we're preserving life, we're protecting life and providing benefits, anything like that across this, like, we have to realize that this country still has a fucking lot, long way to go to, to recognize non-white people as fucking human beings. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, as, as I've been thinking about, like, what it's what it means to be an American, what it means to naturalize, what it means to be a human being. I'm like, they think we'll never be able to assimilate. Fuck yes. Like, we will double down on everything we're proud of, all the culture that we're we're so fucking that distinguishes us from being different from this from the states and be like, you think we're so different? Hell the fucking yeah we're different. And we're fucking better for better off that way. You Absolutely. Know? And I think that's a big part of this, man. That's why we love this club the way that we do is because they've embraced the difference and not been like you have to be a, a cookie cutter version yeah. of an of an American fan. Right. Timbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, dude, fuck yeah, dude. And like we can, and we're actively shaping that right now, man. That's why I'm so. It's again a blessing to be amongst you guys right now because we're shaping Likewise. that, we're building that with y'all, you know together right and it's again not an ego thing it's fucking we get to build this for for our communities man and for us all together 100 man as you always say man you always keep me in check man because it's like you're hey let's fucking let's raise the alarm let's ring the alarm let's fucking be loud about this yeah because you're right i think there's a lot about our culture that's like waiting our turn you know or being like they'll just keep your head down, do your work, and you'll right. be rewarded for it. And, yeah. and they'll see your work. Yeah. They'll, they'll they don't see, see We always got told yeah. that, right? Yeah. until you tell them about it. Exactly. We know what it's like, man. As exactly. we're getting older, man, I think we're the generation now that our parents are like, you guys, it has to change now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't leave it to our kids, man. It's We don't want them to walk. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have them repeat the same mistakes that have been happening in the past, man. That's why this club's here. We wanted to build something better for the future. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's my motiv- main motivation. You know? so, yeah. Sure, man. Recommendations? Let's go into read some recommendations. FCFC recommends. Recommendation number one. Anybody got a recommendation for the for the people to start with? I'll start. Because it's based on the topic where... You know, I'm going to have to Instagram search it real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'll I'll, I'll start, actually. Um, I'm so excited because I'm going to go to my first museum exhibition since the pandemic started. Mm. And it is at the Bell Ami uh, Museum in Chinatown. The... I'll just read it. I'll just read a little description of it. It's uh, Ben Sakaguchi. It runs through the middle of May. Uh, He presents Chinatown, a solo exhibition whose witty combinations of commercial signage, history, painting, and pop art comment on the American dream and its fraught entanglement with xenophobia and racism. With acrylic paint on canvas, Sakaguchi reassembles imagery from film posters, newspapers, comics, and internet searches to reveal subtexts of local discrimination, mass media exploitation, and state-sanctioned violence. A Japanese-American who spent years of his childhood living in in an internment camp during World War II, Sakaguchi comments on a century and a half of prejudice against diasporic Asians. Contending with overlapping histories and contribute to ideas of Asian American identity, Sakaguchi creates an iconic primer, or an ironic primer on capitalism's treachery with an audacity that challenges and uplifts. At the center of the exhibition, a large painting of 15 frame panels entitled Chinatown illuminates a dark page from LA's past. We brought this up on the pod before. The Chinese Massacre of 1871 took place near Alameda and Los Angeles streets, then known as Calle dos de los Negros, 
after the Central Pacific Railroad completed in 1869, animosity directed at the Chinese labor force got uglier. In 1871, when a police officer was killed intervening in a local feud, a mob of 500 rioters unleashed themselves onto the Chinese community. Between 18 and 20 were lynched that night. Only 10 of the, vi of the vigilantes stood trial. The charges were overturned on a technicality, and the defendants were never uh, retried. So there's a, there's a couple more paragraphs about it here. I'm not going to bore everyone to read it, but it's a great, like, I've, so they, they actually are making a book out of it, too, and that's how I found out about it. And I've never been to this gallery, but it looks awesome. And you can go online and register for a spot. It's Bellamy, B-E-L-A-M-I dot info. The exhibition is here in Los Angeles Chinatown, and it looks fucking awesome. That's fucking good. Nice. Yeah. So, if, you're, if you're listening right now and you want to, bro, uh, you want you want someone to go with, fucking let's, we will, do we send out, do we send out, go Yeah, let us know. Let's fucking We're vaccinated. Go. Let's go. Let's do yeah. Two shots, please. Two <laughs> <games. So laughs> Facts and wax. Bella. It's in Chinatown. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Chinatown. Dope. This, what I was saying earlier was uh, the Manzanar. Okay. Yeah, the Manzanar. Seeing Manzanar, that's like a three and a half hour drive. Okay, so for recommendations, is it for anything? Any music, film, okay. food, anything you want. This well, just happened to be my recommendation. Nice. Does anyone want to go right over? No, go ahead if okay. you guys. So it's shameless plug for... Uh, really good food truck that I know of. It's in the South Bay area. Yeah, go ahead. You're probably going to laugh right now. Like, boom, auntie, right? No, but it's really good island food. If you like uh, yeah. Hawaiian food, if you like poke, or poke, the way you're supposed to say it. Oh! <laughs> and spam, masubi, and all that stuff. Hawaii, as it's a you're truck. supposed to say it. <laughs> yeah. From Hawaii. Um, Fianesian. It's spelled F-I-A-H-N-E-S-I-A-N on Instagram. Really good dude. Like Get the Faya, Faya Nesian. Yeah. yeah, really good food, man. Like, um, I they have a pineapple salsa that's so bomb, and um, a big goose burrito. I re highly recommend it. <laughs> Damn, that's a good. Can spell that one more time for this? Faya. Faya. Like, like, Faya. F I A Y, A H N E S I A N. Gotcha. I got it. Yeah. Bro, fuck that, yo! If FCFC, <laughs> you want to come through, yo, we're go to Oh yeah, the, you know, facts disclaimer: if I was wrong on the American Samoan thing, if I have some technicalities wrong, please correct me. Feel free to just go ahead and tag me in some articles. But um, yeah, I, I stand by that. We need to get that recognized. But yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I support Monty in this. I mean, if we're talking about Hawaiian barbecue and you guys are in like Fullerton, Anaheim, Long yeah, Beach, there you go. Matiki's Island barbecue, oh, they got um, there you go. They got the beef ribs, so it's oh, like the, the big old beef ribs, yep. but they do it Hawaiian barbecue style, and it's fucking amazing. So, uh, <laughs> is it like, uh, I've only had beef ribs at like... Uh, like Phil's. Phil's, yeah. yeah. Is it, does it taste like Phil's, or...? No, it's Hawaiian barbecue. So, like, what, what, what is, like, just super sweet, or... It's, like, yeah, it's short like rib, that, right? Yeah, oh, it's, man, but it's dude. short rib marinade so long, on, like, like, a beef rib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Short so, Matiki's Island Barbecue, if y'all want to check that out. Thank That's you. not even my recommendation. That's just a little side <laughs> thing. Oh, that's what a mean? side rep. Side rep. Oh, so oh, side rep right if there, man. If we're doing island food, then yeah. I'll do a side thing. <laughs> and Aloha Cafe in Honda Plaza. In the same center as where you got the tea. Oh, yeah. Across from BBQ Chicken, which is my spot in J-Town. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Aloha Cafe. Hit up the guy. Hit up the dude. Hit up the dude Kenny. He's like a really good guy, and mm -hmm. the food is super good. Hello, oh yeah. You can just, you can just have a whole day in Honda Plaza. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you start with the lunch at Sushi Gen. The little lunch. No, bento. you start with the appetizers at Tulaju. 
get a couple of baked goods. Stop head over, talking dirty to me. <laughs> head, over, head over to sushi. I'll crawl under this fucking table right now. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Damn, Too we good, were having a proper little Tokyo outing, bro. Yeah, man, absolutely. Kelvin, you got a wreck? I got, I got a wreck, and it just kind of came out of. Nowhere, really. I, I didn't really know what. Uh, I didn't really expect a, a question like this. All right, don't make us look like the fucking bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad you guys brought up. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna recommend. Um, he's a local dude in the valley. Um, it's Curry Up Cafe. I told Walter about this before. Yeah. Um, I've known this guy, pretty much since high school. I've fo- I've I've been following him through Instagram because he has a family. He's been running this thing by himself. Mm. Uh, since the pandemic, he had to you know he had to make everything safe for his family because they go there too. Um, great Asian fusion stuff. I mean, Hawaiian, uh, nice. uh, 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 Chinese uh, ramen, dude, anything. This guy. And he has hot dogs too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, they have like Japanese dogs and stuff like yeah, that. Just a big yeah. fucking good cook. Huh? Hell yeah, we're about to go crumble there. Let's go, man. Uh, dude, so so my favorite thing there is um, pork cutlet, and then oh. if that's if they're out because sometimes they run out. Uh, Loco Moco. Hey, you you can't. Gotta, oh, I got it. How so, is the fucking pork color that they run out, dude? It's really that special. He does it. He does it fresh. He he like no Instagrams that like he went to the butcher to go get it and cuts Both. it up. No yeah. wonder, dude. Curry wow. up, curry up, uh, uh, curryupcafe.com. Uh, you'll find him on Instagram as well. Great stuff. So that's my rec. He's a good dude, Sweet. Chef Longy. Love that. You know what? Shout out Din Typhoon. <laughs> hey, shout out! I'm, the, I'm the typhoon is bomb. Wreck on the wreck. Uh, when we had the Rebellion '99, uh, one of our guests recommended Tori. Tori recommended um, this dumpling place in Highland Park, which is called starts with an M. But Mason's dumplings. Mason's dumplings. I got it after Saturday's football, yeah. which was one of my recommendations. Got it after that, went and grabbed it. It was actually pretty great. Yeah, nice. Like, nice. soup dumplings are always better to have in person at the spot. It would take out. But, you know, slide a little spoon under there and you're little to go. You get a little bit of soup on there so it doesn't drip, drip. And, nice. uh, you know, you'll, Sounds you'll get pretty yourself. sexual, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a, that was a quality wreck. So I doubled. If you, if you don't got it, then you need to wait out Din Tai Fung and you're looking for Shaolong Bao. Nice. So my thing is, like, how long you went straight from Highland Park to here and you ate the dumplings? Yeah. My this thing, was, this I was, was 11 a, I, this was 11 a.m. on a Thursday though, so gotcha. there's no traffic. It took I, me I about was 10 minutes. Oh, nice. 10 minutes is not bad. I was scared because it was like I was like 15, 20 minutes away. Like 20 minutes old soup dumplings in your car is like a long time. And I got like, <laughs> the other dumplings one. that they sold there were also good. They're very, they're Some very of the other well. ones were, were pretty good. Yeah, I, I, was, like, I, I was impressed. I, sh- I, f- I wanted to eat there inside. There's certain mm-hmm. foods you just like if it's takeout and there's nothing you could do about it, you just gotta jam it in the car, bro. That's true. You could have jammed right? it in the car. Right? Yeah. Like you get in the car and you just get grinding with it. Don't drive nowhere. Just park there. That's what we do every time. We yeah. Yeah. We always get it, man. It blows my mind though that you guys are talking about a place in Highland park because i'm from highland park and i'm from the highland park where you weren't supposed to, you have you had to be home before sundown mm. wow i mean like literally the good old days yeah <laughs> and so when i hear people like oh yeah let's go to highland park the first thing i think is why <laughs> right and then i remember york boulevard is no longer highland my park, highland really. park yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. highland park the like third place the third place in los angeles you want to live and yeah, i'm like yeah. What is going on here? So what like, was on York before? What was York like before? It was um, the party supply shops. I see. It, it's it's 
kind of fucked up. You know, it's very gentrified. So like, yeah, yeah. They, it was like the. It's probably unrecognizable to you right now, right? Uh, it's weird. Like, um, <sighs> that's why I stay on the Figueroa side. I mean, it's getting kind of trendy on that side, but it's still kind of the hood. Mm. Yeah. But it's crazy too, because like on York, there's like a stretch, right? So like from Avenue, basically on York from like York and Fig, all the way coming to um, like Avenue Fifty. Eight, it's like you're still in the hood but then you pass the the animal hospital and then you're like in the area where you can walk at like 10 o'clock <laughs> and be like oh i'm good i'm right, i'm gonna right. go to johnny's or i'm gonna go to the york that's but, interesting but yeah you pass that super eight you're no longer in like the highland park that i grew up in. Yeah. you're in the new highland park yeah. it's kind of a trip that you guys are like yeah i had dumplings in highland park it's like yo the only dumplings i've ever had in highland park or around there is the Panda Express, <laughs> like, in, like, the closest Panda Express, you know, to Highland Park. So it's kind yeah, of a trip. It's dope to hear, though. I love it. Cause do, you, I, do you support it? Do you support all the new, the new spots that are coming out? I, I live in Northridge, so I don't go out to Highland Park as much. My sister lives in Eagle Rock, or mm. Glasgow Park, um, but I was, like, born and raised in Highland Park, so when I'm out there, I have to hit my taco spots first, mm. like, the, the regular spots that I would go to. And then, you know, Lawmen of York or yeah. something. You know, right, right, it's right. good. It's still, you know, I like it. It's <laughs> cool. I, I like seeing my neighborhood active, even though it kind of sucks because I have friends that were displaced from by yeah. gentrification. Right. Like, it really sucks. But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of cool to, um, like, when people ask, oh, where are you from? And I, I say Highland Park, and they're like, really? Because before... It was like, where are you from? I'd be like, oh, I live close to, like, downtown. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, where? Uh, kind of, like, bordering, like, Pasadena. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wait, yeah. wait, what part? It's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I live in The Hull way Park. my bank account works. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's kind of cool to hear, like, oh, yeah, I went from here to Highland Park to pick up food, and I came back home. And it's like, that's dope, you know, because hey. I went to La Estrella, but you guys are going to the dumpling place. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty incredible that it's, Los Angeles, um, even through a pandemic, there are people opening up shops. Yeah. You know, they're, and either surviving or thriving, um, people took a chance to do something new during a freaking pandemic when they had all odds against them. And things are slowly opening back up now. And it's it's really promising to see that there are, like, we're all recommending things, you know, to, to go eat or do. Um, so it's, it's a little... A little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah, for sure. Honorary shout-out to Rose Mallows. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, right <laughs> Rose there. Mallows in Long Beach. Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Rose Mallows. The, are, they, are they still serving tiki drinks down there? Yeah, I think they still are. Myers yeah. eating there is really good. Really? Okay. I feel it. like you guys could do a whole show just on, like, food. Like, <laughs> yeah, just we're just like, into a food pub. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean, football. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the first question is going to be, like, what's your favorite restaurant? What's yeah. your oldest food now? Yeah. What's your oldest food <laughs> what was the first, you, the first food you've ever eaten? Spice, do you got a wreck? Yeah, fuck. Uh, two, two books, guys. Sorry about that. But, uh, Whack ass. Well, yeah, love it. I like the books. Okay, books shout out my boy at Angry Asian Man. He's been angry and Asian since I was in fucking like, high school. But uh, this is Phil Yu. He just came out with a book called Rise with Jeff Yang, also a big homie of mine. And um, it's Rise, a pop history of Asian Americans from the 90s to now. And it's uh, it's open for pre-order right now. And I've been so, he's never, 
he's just written blogs before this, but this is like his first like book book, and so super fucking hyped on that. There's uh, Naomi, Asa- Naomi Osaka on the cover. There's um, there's Stephen Young on the cover, and so we're just excited about you know who we get to catalog, who we get to represent, all that all that stuff. Um, super important. So rise, check that out, pre order, and also. Uh, we've shared this wreck on the podcast before, but I just finished reading Interior Chinatown, which is by Charles Yu, a book that Dweez uh, recommended a while back, and I just finished it, and it fucked me up. It's it's so um, soul-wrenching. I think I've talked to you guys in the past about how when you have no representation, and then you go from no representation to someone who fucking knows everything you're thinking about and just plays with and twists a knife into your emotions and it's such an uncomfortable and yet comforting feeling um read interior chinatown if you guys don't have the book uh, we did this for uh, minor feelings before but if you haven't read the book and you want to read the book fucking dms i will buy you the fucking book that's how much i love this book and uh, wow. thank you again for sharing this it's it honestly fucked me up so bad and it's it was so beautifully and powerfully done um, it's written in the format of a screenplay playing out in real and fictional life and um, yeah read it Interior Chinatown yeah. and Rise by Phil Yu nice. and I think like just to add on to the Interior Chinatown recommendation I know people who listen to the fucking book recommendation like I'm not trying to read that I'm not trying to I promise you the Interior Chinatown book it's an it's an easy read yes and it's a it's a perfect book like that book is a perfect book nice. so it is not there is no extra fat in that book. Like it is perfect. It you'll. It's not difficult to read. I assure you. It's screenplay format, like Josh said. So you'll get through it pretty quick. Yeah. And then yes. you'll feel awesome because you finished a book. And then you'll feel really awesome because <laughs> it's smart. a perfect book. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll feel really, really awesome because, like Josh said, it's just fucking phenomenal. So. Nice. Triple down on that. Perfect. And so did you have any real hard? Oh yeah, you had you had you had, your, you had a side. You back, had a side. Had a uh, not not hard hitting, but I mean, I just been messing with stocks and coins lately, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, if you guys are... Are you going to wreck a coin? Yeah, if you guys is are investing... This is first coin wreck? Okay, this is coin. Cool. I mean, it'd be nice to get a crypto sponsor. Yes! Oh, no. <laughs> I want to be a sponsor of the pod. Let's go. No, it's just... The base. The, I mean, Ethereum. the main one to me is going to be Ethereum for coins. And, uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're messing with stocks, you look into Wish and, uh, CCL, which is Carnival Cruise Lines, but, you know, they're probably going to make, uh... <laughs> A run soon, so Slim's trying to make tips, some money. Dude. Hey, you know what? I'm actually Slim's robbing it right now. Hey, yeah, <laughs> CCL and Wish. Um, it's not like a day trading thing. Like, you know, plan to have your money in there for anywhere from six months to a year. And uh, hopefully it doubles by the end of the year. Yeah. Slim's nice. tips, bro. This could be, this could be a new tips. wave. I can't wish wait. Wish and CCL. Yeah, Wish and CCL. Wish is a... Um, an e-commerce website where they're yeah. supposed to sell quality shit, but I'm sure there's not that much quality on there. But, um, you know, they're making money, so, yeah. They, they drop down, like, from 35 to $13 a share, and it's probably going to go back That's up to 30 at some point in the next year. Buy it up! Buy the dip, guys! And this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Bye! FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FSA, 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 FSA,